How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children. Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within. Welcome to the Storytelling Loop with Joseph Saracy. And that's me drinking tea. Can you hear that? <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, I do want to tell you a story. The other day, uh, I was outside and it's been snowing here recently. And uh, it's pretty neat when you go outside, the snow is real fresh. And I was looking at the tracks in the ground. And you can see in the snow, little footprints from mice and uh, the rabbits. And you'll occasionally see coyotes. And um, you can tell the difference between the jackrabbits and the little cottontails. Because the jackrabbits, you know, those those things are huge. Well, I was walking around in the yard, just following the tracks. And it's it's really, it's the mice that I often love the most because they're so little. And yet you can, you can follow them and you know exactly where they're going. But then they'll disappear kind of underneath the snow maybe underneath a little sagebrush or something nearby. And so I was looking and just enjoying how pristine and beautiful it can be. And I I had my eyes real close to the ground, and all of a sudden I saw this weird, long track with all these grooves in it. And I realized I was, I was looking at tire tracks, and I, I thought, what the heck is going on? And I kind of stood back up and I looked and I see there's there's tire tracks all over the yard. It's just kind of zigzagging, twisting back and forth. And I'm like, who was, who was driving a car out here in the yard last night? You know, now I'm starting to get worried. And I'm looking around and I, and I follow the tire tracks and they lead back. Well, they lead, they lead back to my car and... I'm thinking, what the heck happened? You know, I, I wasn't out here driving my car and I certainly wouldn't drive it all over the lawn and not like that. This looks like some maniac. <sighs> so I'm starting to get a little worried. And uh, that's when I hear, hey, Joe. I look behind me and uh, it was one of the sagebrush. Now out here, you know, I we, we live in the desert. You know, it snows a little bit too. But... Uh, you know, it's not a whole lot. It's not. It's not grassy out here. It's mostly uh, sagebrush, about two, three foot high, little bushes, real scruffy little plants. Well, this little sagebrush looks at me. I don't even know how it looks at me, you know, and says, "Oh, Joe, you know what? 
you know what it was? It's the uh, it's the mice, Joe. I think I think they figured out how to drive your car. And I said, "What? What are you talking about?" And he said, "Well, you know, I I think you've noticed that there's mice getting in your car, haven't you?" And I and as soon as as he said that, I realized he was right because, you know, they they, they do get in the car. It's the truth. They climb. You know what they do? They go under the car where you got all the little metal bits and stuff, and they actually can climb up that. Um, they get in the hood. They chew stuff up. So, sometimes it can be real bad because they'll chew electric wires and stuff like that, and then your car doesn't work, and that's a, that's a bit of a bummer. But they'll get through the little air vents and stuff, and they can get inside too. And sometimes in the trunk, I'll open it, and there's little scraps of napkins and stuff all chewed up in the corner. It's like, oh, man. So I did I didn't know what the sagebrush was talking about, and he said – Tonight, Joe, you got to come back out and you'll see. I think it's the mice. So, you know, I said, all right, I guess, I guess I will. So that night after I tucked my daughter in bed, put the chickens to sleep and I, I, I go to bed early. I'm, I'm not a late night guy. So I was getting real drowsy. Whew, so I even made myself a cup of coffee I came out about 10 o'clock. Normally, I've been asleep for a couple hours by then. And I'm sitting out there in the dark. And uh, it's cold. But it's beautiful, too. There's a half moon out right now. And the moonlight is sparkling across the snow. And the stars are just spectacular out here. So I'm just kind of enjoying myself a little bit when I see these two little dark shapes scurrying over the ground. And now it's real dark, so you can't see real crisp and clear, but I follow it with my eyes and I see that it's a couple mice, field mice, and they're climbing over the tracks in the snow, in and out of my boot prints, across the snow, it's amazing how they, they're so light, they can walk on top of the snow. They don't sink into it. Well, they climb underneath the car. And, uh, you know, they got to climb up underneath all the metal bits and stuff. I don't know how they do it. You know, it's like a big maze and they find their way up. They're doing pull-ups and push-ups and stuff. Finally make their way up there. And now, <laughs> it was at that moment I realized, you know, I, I, I don't lock my car. And um, not only don't I lock my car, I'm kind of broadcasting this on, you know, to everybody. But I, I leave my key in the car even, you know. I, we, we live out here. This is the middle of nowhere, you know. I used to live in a city. You know, you lock everything. I don't, I don't even have a key to the house, right? That's how it is. That's how most people are out here. So, my key's in the, in the car. and. Boy, all of a sudden I hear that, you know, and the car starts right up and you see the lights come on. Oh, man, I'm thinking this is terrible. You know, I, I don't know how they figured this out. So I stood up a little bit and now with the dash lights on, I can see in the window and there's one of the mice is right at the top of the steering wheel. And the other one is down where the pedals are. 
and um, he's kind of hopping back and forth from the gas and the brake. And the first one squeaks a little bit, and uh, the one on the floor jumps onto the gas pedal, but the car lurches forward. Fortunately, they don't go real far because they were going to blast right through the fence there. And the first one squeaks, oh, stop. And the one on the floor jumps back onto the brake. The car stops. And uh, the first one jumps down off the steering wheel and goes to the shifter, puts it puts it in reverse because, you know, it was in drive, then climbs back up to the steering wheel and goes, okay. And the second mouse on the floor jumps on the gas pedal and the car slowly backs out of the parking spot there and onto the driveway. And uh, they're actually, they're surprisingly good. And the first one, it leans a little bit to the left on the steering wheel and it kind of turns the wheel a little bit, backs it out. And then when it leans a little bit to the right, it turns the other way. And it shouts down, hey, stop. And the other one jumps on the brake again. And the first one runs over, puts the car back in drive, climbs up to the steering wheel and the other one jumps on the gas pedal again and away they go down the driveway now i i kind of finally wake up at this point hey wait a minute that's my car my hey that's my car so i'm kind of chasing after the mice and the car they, you know now they're getting going fast and and they're not really good at piloting that thing. So they're they're kind of twisting around. And now I see why there's tracks all over the yard because they're kind of maniacs. They don't really drive very straight. And they're all over the place weaving and sliding and they're laughing in there. And I'm thinking, man, those, those mice are going to ruin my car. So I'm chasing after them. But somehow they managed to steer that thing down and out the driveway and onto the road. And now they one on the floor hits that gas pedal real hard. And they start scooting, and I'm I'm running as fast as I can, but I can't keep up with that car. Fortunately, I nearby I had I had a bicycle at the edge of the fence there. I grabbed my bike. I'm like, maybe I'll follow him on the bike, but it's it's you know it's still real snowy and icy, so I'm slipping a lot. But I'm pedaling, I'm pedaling. Hey, mice, that's my car. Hey, and and you know they're they're, they're kind of twisting and flying on the road. They're not doing real good. So sometimes I catch up to them. I'm pedaling, pedaling, catching up, but then. Boom, one on the floor will hit that gas pedal. I, boom, they, they take off. And uh, I don't, at this point, I don't, I don't think they've noticed yet that I'm following them. They're just kind of tooling around having a good time. Well, I'm following them and following them. And there's, you get to the end of the road and you got to turn on another road. And it's all dirt roads out here. And they're covered in slick and snow. I don't know where they're going. But they're heading towards the, the gorge. It's a big canyon, about half a mile from the house. And I'm chasing after them. Hey, mice, that's my car. Boy, they're driving. They're laughing, having a good time. They've obviously been practicing it. There's this one spot in a road where it kind of opens up a little bit. So they get going real fast. And then the first one shouts to the one on the floor, all right, hit the brake. And he jumps on the brake just at the same time as the one on the steering wheel slams it to the right. And then the whole car just like spins out, does this big donut 
and uh, spraying snow everywhere, and they're laughing. Ah! <laughs> you know, they get thrown in the car because it's so fast. It's crazy. It's you know, they're having a good time, but I'm sitting there watching it, going, "That's my car! Hey, that's my car!" I mean, they're gonna ruin it, you know. But I'm laughing a little bit too because it is a little bit funny. It's kind of fun to you know do donuts in a car in the middle of a dirt road nowhere. <sighs> but still, so I'm chasing after him, chasing after him. Finally, one of them. As they do that donut, they turn around. One of them's on the dash and they see me coming and they realize that I'm chasing them now. So he shouts to the other one, hit the gas. So they hit the gas, but the car's pointed at me. So now the car's coming 30 miles an hour straight at me. Oh my God. So I steer my bike off the road into the ditch and I'm landing in the snow and oh, geez, Louise. The car zooms right past. And I get up, pull my bike back onto the road, and I start chasing them in the other direction. Now they're going down the road, going heading north now, and I'm wondering where they're going. And they take this sharp turn, and again, heading west, straight toward the gorge. And I'm like, oh man, the mice, they don't, they don't realize that this road's going to end in about another couple hundred yards. So they're racing down, having a good time. And I'm following behind on my bike. When the one on the steering wheel jumps off and runs over, boom, hits the radio button. I got the old school hip hop station on because that's, you know, that's what I listen to. Everybody does their own thing. So, but man, they hit that button and it's like, it takes two to make a, it takes two to make a, you know, and they're dancing. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make it out of sight. Yeah. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because ladies love me. Girls adore me. I mean, even the ones who never saw me like the way that I rhyme and I roll. The reasons why, man, I don't know. So let's go. Cause it takes two to make a, it takes two to make a, it takes two to make, it takes two to make, it takes two to make a thing go right. You know, and they're just, Totally jamming out now in that car. And I'm like, hey, guys, that's my car. What are you doing? Listen to Rob Bass in my car. You know, and I'm pedaling as fast. I'm trying to catch up to him. And now, at this point, we're getting real close to the gorge. And now you got to understand what the gorge is. The gorge is like a huge canyon. And when you get to the edge of that cliff, it is straight down, guys, for almost a thousand feet. <sighs> so I'm getting worried, wondering what I'm going to do, what these mice are going to do. And uh, they're just dancing, having a good time in a car, driving down. And we get near the edge. And now there's a neighbor's house down there. The mice are going right for the edge of that cliff. And they're not going to stop. And I'm shouting, stop, mice, stop. You're going to go over the cliff. And I run and get the neighbor's hose because I don't, I don't know what to do. And I'm pulling that hose as far as I can get it. And I blast it. I turn it on. And now it's so cold. And I, I aim the water right at the edge where they're about to hit. And it's so cold that the water turns to ice almost instantly when it hits the ground. And it starts forming this like ice bridge. And the car starts driving out on it. And I'm spraying that hose as far as I can. 
trying to make it all the way across. And uh, man, it's actually pretty beautiful. That water forms this beautiful arcing ice bridge all the way across the gorge. It's about a couple hundred yards. And the moonlight and even the headlights, you know how it is when the light goes through the the ice. It's like going through glass, you know, lights it up like from the inside. It's like this beautiful crystal. So now there's this like beautiful ice bridge of light across the gorge, which is so dark at this point in the night. You can't see anything. It's like this big black void. And the car is moving past. And now, you know, on the backside of the car, you get the brake lights. It's red. And it lights up that whole bridge red. It is kind of beautiful. But then I remember what I'm doing and I'm shouting, stop! Well, I think the mice kind of finally heard me. One on the floor jumps on the brake. And man, they they start stopping, but they, you know, they're sliding a little bit. Not doing a full donut this time, but they're sliding a little bit. Oh, the car gets real slow. Real slow, but it's on ice. So it's just slide and slide and slow. And it's getting near the edge of that bridge. And then it's the front wheels go over the edge. And then boom, the whole car, the undercarriage, you know, the metal part of the car just lands on the ice and it stops. And the front wheels are spinning just a little bit. And the mice, the mouse on the dash, wipes his forehead. Finally realizes that they almost plummeted about a thousand feet to their certain death. And he shouts down to the mouse on the floor, stay on the brake. Do not get off the brake. Stay on the brake. You know, but I know, you know, my, my car's front wheel drive. So at this point, you know, the front wheels are off the bridge. Even if you hit that gas, it's just going to turn the front wheels. The car's not going to go anywhere. But it's just a couple mice, you know? So what are they going to do? And I'm thinking, well, A, I want to get my car back. But two, you know, these mice, I mean, hey, they're stealing my car and all. But I don't, you know, I want good things for them. So, all right, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to do it. So. I get to that edge of the gorge out on that ice bridge made from the hose. And I take a step out. And you know what happens? First thing, bam, you know, just <laughs> slip and fall, just hit myself right on the nose. You know, hey, that's my nose. I I don't I don't like that kind of thing. Uh, so I get up and I'm rubbing it a little bit and I look at my feet. You know, I've got, I walk a lot. And so the, you know, the, the tread on my shoes, they're, it, I mean, it's basically smooth as a baby's butt down there. You know, I want to be walking on a baby's butt. That's, that's not, that's not good grip. If you ever had a baby, you don't, they don't have good grip on the ice. That's how it is. You know, you need like an old man's beard, something like that. So, and then, so I said that to myself and I thought, old man's beard. And out here, there's this, uh, lichen that grows in the trees. It's kind of a moss. It looks like that, but it's kind of crunchy, scraggly stuff. And, so, and some people call it old man's beard. So I'm like, old man's beard. So I took 
some of the old man's beard off a juniper tree nearby, and I uh, put it on the bottom of my shoes, and that gave me some good grip, you know? It was like walking on a scruffy old man's beard. So now I'm walking. Real, real careful across that ice. And it's strong enough, it's holding me. I mean, it's strong enough, it's holding a car. But at the same time, there's no handrails. You know, if I slip and fall out here, that's a thousand feet straight down. You know, that's that's it. That's it for me. There's no more Joe in the world if I go off that bridge. But it is beautiful too. I've stood at the edge of that gorge, I, I don't know how many times, looked down into that cliff. Now I am walking right through the middle of it. You know, this is a place that only birds get to go. I've seen them, all the ravens, all the turkey vultures, all the eagles, you know, just flying, soaring through there. Well, I'm standing there now. So I'm like, hey, this is a good moment for me in life. So I'm careful, 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 walking out. I got my old man's beard and I'm slowly making my way out to the car. And the car's lights still on, you know, brake lights making that bridge glow this beautiful translucent red and that dark, empty chasm below. And you know what's at the bottom of the gorge? I didn't say this yet, but at the bottom of the gorge is the Rio Grande. There's this big, beautiful river. And now I can't see it. It's too far away. It's too dark, but I can hear it. And a pause. Wow, this is spectacular. But still, my car's out there, and all of a sudden, I hear this. And I can see that the ice... There's this big crack that's formed. And sooner or later, that car is going down. And when that car goes down, I'm going down with it. So are the mice, unless we hurry up and get off this bridge. So I'm walking out to the car, and I'm walking careful, I'm walking slow, but I'm, I'm kind of moving because I'm like, I, I got to get out of here before this thing breaks. So I get up to the car, and I open back door, which is still accessible from the ice bridge. And I shout, hey, mice, what are you, come on. And now, you know, at, the, at this point, we're friends, you know, we're friends because we're, you know, hey, we're about to die, you know. <laughs> and when it gets to that point, you know, everybody's kind of good buddies at that point. So they're like, hey, we're sorry. Hey, man, hey, Joe, we're like, we're really sorry, but we don't want to die. Can you help us out? And so I'm like, yeah, all right, come on, come on, come on. I put my arm in a car and they run up my sleeve. And they're kind of, I'm like, hey, guys, hey, <laughs> come on, yeah. all on my shirt. Hey, guys, come on, it tickles. You know, and, uh, you know, and finally they run out. I've got, I've got one of those shirts that has a little pocket, you know, uh, they call it a breast pocket. And uh, so they hop in there. And uh, now I got one mouse on one side. It's a double, double-breasted uh, pocket shirt thing. One on one side, one on the other, poking their little heads out. I'm like, all right. Come on, mice. We got to get back. So I start walking back. And I get about 10 feet away. And uh, I'm thinking, oh, man, a, man, that car, you know, that car costs a lot of money. And I think I'm going to save our lives. But I'm, I'm sad about the car, you know. And so I'm, I'm a little bit scolding the mice, too. That was inappropriate. It was inappropriate, really. Um, you shouldn't steal somebody's car, especially if you don't even know how to drive. I mean – you should, nobody should steal a car, but even, especially mice shouldn't steal a car. You don't, you're not even big enough to drive. Uh, but at the same time, I'm walking. I still got my old man's beard on my feet and 
again, I hear this. And I realize that, you know, man, that bridge is going to go any second. So now I'm starting to scoot. And then I remember, do you ever see those videos with the, uh, what do you call those things? Penguins? Have you ever seen them? How sometimes, you know, they're climbing, climbing, climbing if they're out of the water. And then they get to the top of a hill and they're going down. And they're like, nah, I'm not going to walk anymore. I'm just going to ride my way down. You know, and they get on their belly and they're like, woo, and just scooting down. So I had that idea that I would do that. And I said, hey, mice, watch out. You know, and they, they kind of scrambled up onto my back and I just scooted onto my belly and I was like, go. And, uh, Slide down that ice bridge, do 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 do, and you know now my face is like right against the ice, and I can see the red from the brake lights, kind of moving through it like a crystal, like in glass, and the little imperfections and ice bubbles and stuff. You know that's when I realized that I left the hose on. <laughs> you know at my neighbor's, and now his water bill is probably going to be a little ridiculous, but you know hey. We're sliding, having a good time. And I'm like, hey, check this out, mice. And so I like just did a little move with my fingers and my my toes and, and then spun ourselves around. Now I'm kind of doing a donut, but we're still moving towards the end there, but spinning around. Hey, we're, all right, we're having fun. And uh, we get near the end of the bridge. You know, it's a little bit lower. We're going a little bit fast now, but because I left that hose on, there's this huge like buildup of ice at the end there. It looks like this giant cavern with stalagmites and stalactites and there's all kinds of weird bits and groovy things. I get near the end of it and uh I can't I I can't get through it, you know? So we kind of come to a stop against this kind of wall. And if you've ever seen like cave formations, that's what it looks like. It's just big weird objects everywhere. Pillars and empty holes and frozen water, you know? Pretty wild. And um, now my neighbors, they're the kind of people like they don't, you know, they, they they put their Christmas lights up, but then they leave them up all year long, you know? Not even all year long, maybe, but too long. I don't know. Maybe that's judgmental. Anyways, but they do have their Christmas lights up. And they had these green lights and the blue lights. This kind of the multicolored ones, you know? Yellow, a little bit of orange. Now that ice cave is reflecting all that light. It's not even reflecting it. I don't even know what you call it. That light is is moving through that crystal clear ice. And so you see all these colors in the different formations. Pillars of green ice and these round bulbous shapes glowing kind of this blue from inside, you know? They're pretty spectacular. And so I'm kind of zoning out and the mice are like, Joe, Joe, wake up. You know, we're still on the bridge. We got to save our lives. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So I'm climbing through. I'm like, I'm a cave explorer. I'm spelunking, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. I'm enjoying myself a little bit, climbing through and it's slippery. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still hitting myself from time to time, but I'm, I'm making it. And uh, finally... I go through this one long tube and I'm on my belly. I barely make it through. It's about a foot and a half wide. I'm squishing my shoulders through and my hips and the mice are like, hey, you're squishing us. And we get through to the other side and I'm on solid rock and I'm like, all right, 
whew, my life is saved. And uh, I look back out over the gorge just in time to see the bridge, you know, chunks breaking off. And then, boom, this gigantic piece with my car on it. And now the color from the brake lights and my neighbor's old Christmas lights making each shard of ice falling into that black chasm. There's nothing. I can see nothing down there. But as each chunk of ice recedes into the distance, it's green and blue and yellow. It's beautiful. You know, it's just beautiful. And I'm like, if that's the way my car goes, and that's the way my car goes, you know. That's a good way to go. I, that's that's how I want to go, you know. I want to go beautifully, and um, we just stare at it for a little bit until it gets so far down, the light just disappears, and I see nothing. I heard a splash into the river below, and I peered over the edge and I looked down. I tried to see it, but I I couldn't see it. And I thought, well, hey, good buddy, it's been a good life with you. You know, I I loved that car. Well, I turn and I look at the mice on my shoulder. They scramble back down into my pockets. And I say, you know, mice, next time you should ask. You should ask before you just drive somebody's car into a giant gorge. You know, that's, uh, but, you know, I walk. Slowly back towards the house, and they're they're sorry, you know. They're like, "I'm I'm I'm sorry, Joe. We didn't. We were just doing donuts. We didn't know that we would destroy the car." Yeah. Well. All right. I know. I know. It's not exactly your fault, but you don't don't do it again. Well, we got back to the house, and I said, "Look, mice. I'm gonna." I'm going to make you a little house, set you guys up a little bit, you know, be nice to me. Don't don't just take my stuff if you would. So I had a couple old boots that, you know, kind of worn out. They're winter boots though, you know, so they're pretty well insulated, but I don't wear them too much anymore. The soles are pretty cracked and broken, but they're pretty good little little things for a mouse. So I, I put the boots outside and there's one for the one and there's one for the other. And I said, all right, you know, you guys can live here. I put them in a little corner by the fence. You know, do me a favor. Don't come inside the house. Or if you do, you know, knock first or something. I'm going to go in. I'm going to go to bed and uh, I'm going to deal with the car in the morning. Okay, thanks, Joe. They climbed in the boots and went to sleep and I went inside. And it was a little bit hard to fall asleep that night. I had a lot on my mind. but. You know, I did, and I had some good dreams. And you know, I dreamt about man. I dreamt about that car. I had that car for like twenty years. It was a good car. We did all kinds of trips. We went everywhere in that thing. And uh, I thought, well, that was a good way to go. It's a good way to go. As I was drifting off to sleep, I heard from outside. It's Ace Two Omega. It takes two to make a. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make it out of sight. Yeah. 
And I'm like, man, I was doing my spam out on radio. Now they're having a, like a dance party out there. Man, I'm gonna get them tomorrow. For listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, now in 19 languages. Our goal is to help parents, teachers, and grandparents connect heart-to-heart with kids. You can find this podcast as well as upcoming webinars, events, our blog, stories, and more at howtotellstoriestochildren.com and on our Facebook page. You will also find the entirety of Season 1, which gives more background and perspective on a variety of storytelling topics. You can also submit questions and ideas. We like to hear from you. If you value this podcast, we invite you to consider making a contribution to keep it alive. The proliferation of free podcasts, articles, and resources on the web makes it easy to forget that real people are behind the work. It means a lot to us when you take the time to rate and review our book, this podcast, or share it with a friend. And if you're able, your financial gifts at patreon.com slash how to tell stories to children make it possible for us to continue calling out the storytelling voice in other parents, teachers, and grandparents. Together, we can spread the intimacy and joy of storytelling one family at a time. Mm-hmm.